Blog Talk Radio. broadcast of the unexplained world, a world that for some of us no explanation is needed, and yet for others, that is why we're here. With your host, Edward Shanahan, a paranormal spiritual observer, channeler, and psychic reader. Annette, a high priestess and psychic reader. Mercedes, an accomplished paranormal investigator and feeler. Join us tonight as we take you to the unexplained world, where the line between the natural and supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy. Enjoy. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the January 25th broadcast of The Unexplained World with your host, Edward Shanahan, a paranormal spiritual observer, psychic reader, and conscious channeler. That's me. Annette, a high priestess of the Covenant of Whiteheart, psychic reader, and a very close friend. Hello, Annette. Hello, Ed. How are you tonight, hon? I'm doing good. How about you, kid? Fine, dandy. Had a busy day, but uh, ready to have a nice show with Scott Grossberg tonight. Yes, we are. Okay. And also, Mercedes, who is a paranormal investigator. Hello, Mercedes. Hello, everybody. How is everybody? Oh, good. How are you tonight, hon? I'm fine. Good. (laughs) Busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, as Annette said, uh, Scott Grossberg will be on, returning a guest again tonight. And uh, we also, later after Scott's on, we're going to have a little announcement because one of us, one of your co-hosts here, will be leaving the show after the show. But we're not going to say who. Maybe Scott might know. But, um, like I said, our guest is, return, is uh, returning guest, Mr. Scott Grossberg, author of the Massive Tarot. We will be talking, we'll be taking calls, questions, and Scott will be demonstrating some of his abilities. Um, ladies, also I'd like to bring on Kathy. Hello, Kathy. Hello, everybody. Happy Hello. New Year, sweetheart. Hello, and Happy New Year to you. It's good to hear everybody tonight. It's going to be a fun night. I know. <laughs> now, um, Ed, would you give the phone number so callers can get on, can get in line and be prepared to uh, okay. for reading? Okay. The number is six four six nine one five nine six five three. Before we bring Scott on, Scott's waiting in the in the phone. Uh, I would like to, before time slips away, make a couple announcements right off the bat. Um, on Friday the 13th, that's February 13th, Annette and I will be doing readings at the Weathermark at 1503 South Michigan Avenue in Chicago. Uh, it's the it's a nice, very nice South Loop area. Annette will be doing past life readings and or tarot readings, plus uh, using some of what's in the mass of tarot. I will be doing palm readings, one-on-one psychometry and conscious channeling. For the conscious channeling, bring an item of a love from a loved one who's passed away, like rings, classics, glasses, etc., stuff they would have worn. We start at 8, 8 p.m. and run to 2 a.m. It is also the start of the Chicago Auto Show. We are right down the street from it at 1503 
South Michigan Avenue, the Weathermark. Great food, drinks, and people. Uh, next Saturday, January 31st, is the Haunted Joliet Mansion Night, the Scott, the Scott Mansion. It will be introducing on this, I will be introducing on this night, Michelle, who will be assisting me there. She sees spirits, and at times, uh, at times she sees spirits and is a feeler. Michelle is one of the two individuals who is who I've brought on to assist me. Jamie is the other and will be doing so at, in the future. Haunted location at future the Halton locations along with Michelle. Next Saturday is be, is a Beyond the Veil night with Chicago paranormal author Ursula Bielski and myself. Details are at the website hauntedhistoriclocations.com. Also on that and I are discussing something for the future that I've mentioned in the recent Haunted Historic Locations newsletter, and the feedback has been great. And uh, this will be in Indiana, near her, near the Indiana Dunes. Also discussing with a paranormal group out of Wisconsin, two locations. One's a haunted hotel, and the other is a haunted campground. So uh, details on that in the future. Okay, ladies, uh, I want to get through that. And um, anybody want to say anything? Annette, Kathy, you just want us to bring on Scott. We're all oh, captivated. Hello. What? <laughs> We're captivated. Oh. <laughs> Scott is uh, Scott is a, is an amazing person. I mean, um, he, his his book that we were reading, The Mass of the Tarot, was very clear and easy to understand, and he is just somebody who I you know it's hard for me sometimes when we have people read us to feel like, ooh, that was really on the mark. But i got to tell you, when Scott read us a couple of weeks ago when he was a uh, guest on our show, I really felt like he really hit the nail on the head with the things that he told us, especially myself. So, uh, you know, he's got a couple of different kinds of ways he can do phone readings, and I think it's really going to be interesting what he can offer us tonight. And we got questions, too. We'll ask him. And I, there's two, two numbers. They have 909, and I just clicked one on, and I hope it's Scott. Scott, are you there? You got me, Ed. Good, hey. good. Good intuition on my part. Okay. <laughs> How's it? How are you doing, Scott? I am doing fine, sir. And uh, w- hello, Annette. Hello, Mercedes. Hello, Scott. How are you? And, and Kathy we have my is wife. with us also. Yes. And, and, and Kathy, I was going to guess you're Ed's wife, but Ed just said it. So. <laughs> it's a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> I've heard many good things about you. Well, thank you. It's my uh, my distinct pleasure to be back on. I had a lot of fun last time. Good. And you did get results too from uh, people that heard the show. I would. Um, you you told me that they emailed you and stuff like that. Uh, I actually got uh, very marvelous feedback, and uh, th- thank you for that. And uh, tonight, I'm sure the four of you, in addition to the listeners, will uh, have as much fun as I did. Good. 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 Annette, um, you want to give a little um, read on what on Scott in the book? Absolutely. Um, Scott's been a student of magic for li- of life for nearly five decades, and he's got a fascination with tarot cards. It started when he was a small child. He received them as a gift, I believe. Isn't that right, Scott? Yes, ma'am. Actually, okay. from my mother. Oh, that's even better. That's so cool. I <laughs> hope my kids say something cool like that about me someday. My mom got me started. I have uh, cool, Scott- things about- cool things yeah. to say about my mother. So. <laughs> Good. Scott was, uh, has traveled throughout the world, amazing people of all ages and backgrounds and cultures with the accuracy of his readings. The insights you find in his books um, have been demonstrated by Scott in university homes and boardrooms alike. He's 
got a degree in philosophy and a doctorate in law. And I believe Scott uh, makes a living doing some motivational speaking, too. Isn't that correct, Scott? Uh, that's correct. I do. I, I actually split my time uh, amongst a number of things, and uh, a lot of it has to do with seminars and lecturing. Terrific. So he's just a man who's uh, bringing it to the people. Uh, either that or I can't figure out what I want to do when I grow up, one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> Go with my way. It sounds good. <laughs> So, Kathy, you and I have actually not met yet. No, we have not. Um, you were excited to uh, to to be here tonight, I take it, from listening to you. Did Did you get a chance to take a look at the book? I've had a chance to um, briefly look at the book. As a matter of fact, Dad had given me um, the one book for, I think he gave it to me for Christmas. And um, I've been picking it up from time to time. But And I, and I really find it really fascinating that um, you use um, the mask as a terminology for this book, which was really interesting. I've always thought that about, you know, the masks of the people, that, the, the one that we put forth for the people that we want them to see and the true one inside of us. And it was really interesting. I really liked that a lot. It's a great book. I'm, I'm glad you picked up on that. I'm a firm believer that uh, our lives, I mean, that the things you think about today, uh, things that you remember, the things that you wish for and hope for and quest for, really are just stories we tell ourselves. And so, so that's why last time I was on, we talked about the different, different myths that um, I used to read the cards. Uh, for example, the myth of power, the myth of the soul, myth of doom. And that all ties in with this whole concept that everything really is just a mask until we get to know ourselves. Oh, and that's the truth. And, I, and the one thing that always stands out in my mind is that I, I constantly think of myself and perhaps other people do as well is, when you're you're dealing with people within your life or even people that are with the outside of your inner circle and you say to yourself, if only you really knew me 100%, you might yeah. be surprised. And they could be good or bad, you know what I mean? But you often find yourself saying that you hardly know me. You really don't know me at all. You know, it's, inter think it's interesting that you say that. Um, one of the big things, and that you touched on it, when I do my seminars and lectures, um, I deal a lot in intuition and uh, whether you want to call it omens or symbols or just knowing yourself, um, I, I, I loved the, uh, the Alchemist uh, book where it talks about finding your own heart of the world or soul of the world by looking at things around you. And one of the things that I always tell people, whether it's in readings or teaching people to read or just in a business setting, is that the real power everybody has is the power of communication. And it's... You know, it's great to say you don't know me. The better question is, what can I do so that you will know me better? Right, but I think that I, you're right about communication being the, you know, because that is an art that's becoming less and less important in this era. And I think that you're right. If people took time out to really listen to what someone's trying to tell them, they'd find out more about them just from brief conversation. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So how did you guys feel after the last session? <laughs> well, Scott, this is Annette, and I gotta tell you, I felt I really felt kind of released. Actually, um, it was kind of like, oh, well, yeah, that. I, when I picked the chose the cards that I chose, I didn't give a second thought to that was going to be, you know, my mask or my non-mask. You know. <laughs> well, that's very. And now, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. No, uh, please. Oh, I, I, wait, Annette, I, go I was. 
I was just going to say that after reading um, a lot of the book, you know, it just it just all makes so much sense. And I think for me, it just was, you know, like a click, click, because I've been reading tarot cards for years. And it's just, you know, and so often I'm reading and reading and reading a, read, you know, a night full of readings, and I just think, oh, it's the same old, same old. I'm not really, you know, it doesn't feel like I'm getting, digging in as far as I could. And I just feel like this is more digging in as far as you can, you know, to help people. Not so much as to find out their secret information, but to help people, you know, because I think that's what reading readings are all about. And this is, this philosophy is really set it up so it can be that. Oh, that's that's nice to hear. I, I will tell you one, uh, I just got done um, last, or actually earlier this week, uh, doing some readings in a lecture, and um, a well-known performer actually emailed me when we were done, he was in the audience, and called it soul opening, uh, which I found uh, oh. extremely gratifying. Those are nice compliments. We're big, big fans of yours, Scott. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Gee, thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So how would you like to proceed tonight, Ed? What would be your preference? Um, number one, um, since Kathy missed a lot of it, I don't think she has her tarot cards in front of her. <clears throat> That's okay. No, Kathy? I don't. Okay. No. Why don't you give her, um, let's say she was a caller. Okay? All right. And, you know, later I want to do the thing I'm fascinated with, what you talked about the question and answer thing. Sure, uh, and, and, and let me tell you what what I do, Annette um, and Mercedes, because this will tie in. And Mercedes, if I remember from last time, you were just getting started with Tarot and getting into their meanings, and that you've been reading a bit longer, so you should be able to actually do this immediately, what I'm about to show you. Um, and quite candidly, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it can be done with large groups, uh, and I call it my free association tarot or stream of consciousness tarot uh, and it's something that I, I actually stumbled across many many years ago uh, I happened to be uh, overseas uh, with, with a large group that I had uh, taken over there and was literally sitting in the airport the plane was delayed we had nothing to do and a number of people were asking for readings in the middle of the airport and I didn't have a deck with me because it was all packed and ready to go on the plane, and so this whole thing developed um, of literally being able to respond to people uh, like we're about to do with Kathy without a deck. So okay. it, it, it should be fun. Kathy, all I want yeah. you to do for me is mm -hmm. take a deep breath for a minute and, and close your eyes. And the, right. listener, the listeners, by the way, who don't have decks on them, might as well do this along with us uh, so that when we get to the calls, if we have time for that, we can just jump right in and we don't have to go back through the exercise. Uh, the bottom line is there's a number between 1 and 22 um, that's going to come into your mind, something that you really like. And all I want you to do right now is any number, 1 through 22, what number is popping into your head that you really, really want to use? 12. Now, looking at those numbers again, there's a number in there that, if your life depended on it, you would not choose it. What number would that be? It doesn't want to be it's turned dark. It doesn't want to be found. You do not want to pick it. What is it? 19. And now of the numbers remaining, what you actually have left is one more card that you really like, one number, one image. What number is calling to you now? Two. And finally, what I want you to do for me, Kathy, 
is I want you now to imagine yourself holding a deck of cards, deck of tarot cards in your hand. And right. you're going you're going down in the deck, down to the twelfth card. And I just want you to feel it. Feel the number oh. twelve. Tell me how you feel. What does that what does that card, that number, that image bring to the surface for you? Comfort. Warm. It embraces me. Soft. Strong. Powerful. Peaceful. And peaceful. Mm-hmm. Now, let, let me tell you what I'm sensing from you with, with just those three numbers alone. Um, and to tie this in for listeners from last week and for the three of you as well, what I've essentially done is the same thing that we did with decks in front of us. And right now I've got 12, 2, and 19. And, Kathy, what I'm actually sensing from you, the things that bring you peace, the things that bring you comfort and warmth, is, is serving others. Um, you actually have chosen the hanged man or the hanging man, um, and in your case, the hanging woman. Mm-hmm. And I think Ed will agree with me, the biggest concern that everyone has for you is that sometimes you can give so much of yourself, you become a martyr, and you become consumed. <laughs> uh, and one of the things that you need to watch out for, obviously, is while you see that card as, as one of power, it's actually it's very similar to if and Mercedes correct me if I'm wrong I think last time we talked about the moon for you being one of power and I believe that I mentioned the sense that I was getting is that you reflected off of other people Mhm yeah that's right and and Kathy yours is not as much reflecting off of other people it's a conscious choice on your part you're a very powerful woman quite frankly um right now I I I also get the sense by the way and and I'm sorry for going off on a tangent here. Ed, did you just get news or you're expecting news of a trip you're about to take? Mm, I'm planning on Uh, going to locations. Okay. Um, And I'm also getting the sense that there's trepidation on your part in doing some of that, and, Kathy, you're feeding off of that. Does that make sense for you? Um, To some degree, yes. All right. The, The other thing that I want to point out is that that's your myth of power. That's the face that you give to everybody, the fact that you can be the woman behind the throne, not as much as the empress, but you will do what's needed to make other people successful, and in particular, Ed. And You're doing right. And the rea- <laughs> that's your myth of power. What's fascinating is that your myth of the soul, the real person that you, is mm-hmm. you and Annette could be soulmates. Oh, You're probably yeah. right. <laughs> and 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 what you've done with the number two is that's the that's the card of partnership. That's the card of the high priestess. That's the card not only of the person who works behind the scenes. You are someone who manipulates behind the scenes. You're not re, you're not reactive. You're proactive. You just let everyone else think you're reactive. Correct. Um, that's my job. <laughs> that's your job, see? Exactly. That's your, that's your ritual. That's my that job. Yeah. That's your, the ritual that you've gone through. Now, what's yeah. fascinating here is that 
the, the number that you didn't want to touch, the number that you shied away from, the number that essentially was gloom and doom for you, is the sun card. And ordinarily that's something that someone would choose as their mask of power or, in fact, their mask of the soul. In your case, and again, I'm going to look somewhat to Ed here for validation because this is going to be something I don't think you even recognize yourself. Mm-hmm. I get the sense from you that if you're too happy, too jovial, too in control, that scares you. And that don't you have a part of your personality that just waits for that other shoe to drop? <laughs> All the time. And yeah. you you don't want to be too happy. And you cannot fathom the, the type who walk around I hate to use this term, but I think it will make sense to you because it's the sense I get from you. If I said drinking Kool-Aid, um, <laughs> th- does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. Uh, and much. and you cannot abide by those type of types of people. Which, by the way, this all makes you a very good match for Ed. Oh, <laughs> um, well, we're with, polar opposites. <laughs> sure. but that, and that's good given the service that I'm getting a sense of from you. All right. I have always said um, the one thing that's good for about Ed and I is that we are opposite of each other because he pulls me in more adventurous directions that I might not want to take. And I, on the other hand, ground him because that's what I do best. Um, it, it, it's fascinating because I will tell you, and, and one thing we didn't touch on um, last time what was a chapter in the book called what I've called The Alchemy of Human Needs. And this would actually be a good segue uh, to, to discuss it just really briefly because it's a, it's a pretty heavy topic. Uh, it, it, it's a great topic, too, in the book. I, I loved it. I sat down and did the exercise. Oh, yeah. thank you. And, and i got to say, I use it all the time in longer readings because mm-hmm. I think it truly empowers people. And, and the reason I want to mention it to Kathy is that what you've done here, Kathy, is that you the need that drives you, and we all have needs. We all have the same exact needs, by the way. Um, they're just broken up a little bit. You, you've got everything from the basic avoidance of pain and pleasure to uh, esteem and giving and control, the self, divine selfishness, uh, the need for adventure, the need to belong or, or have love. And what you've done with your cards, all three of them, is mm-hmm. demonstrated a manifest need for giving. That, that's what drives you right now. Um, you, you need to benefit um, from helping others in the world at large, and I think that that's what completes you. It does. And what I would get be more fa- pleasure out of it. And what would be fascinating at some point is to sit down, and you know, we don't have the time to do this tonight. But what would be fascinating with you is to sit down, go through the book, and take the various hierarchies of needs and put them in the order that you, Kathy, think you're at right now, um, and then we can turn these around and and play with them. A couple things that I would say to you uh, real briefly is that you could probably uh, stand a little more balance in your life by not being so Um, Mm. martyr-like. You will actually get more control by exercising less of the high priestess and more of the magician card. Um, Be more more up front. Um, now, I'm saying this as a husband myself, 
<laughs> Sometimes when you're trying to please, and Ed's trying to please, and Ed, correct me if I'm wrong, but I get a sense from you that if I were to put a title on you right now, and I'm sorry, but some of this is bleeding over, um, I'm getting a sense from you, Ed, that you want most in life to make Kathy happy. I and, try to, you know, financially and everything else, yes. And that see, I with that kind of question, you have to answer that way, by the way. And Kathy, it's the same yeah. for you. You want most in life not only to make Ed happy, but everybody else happy. Right. And, and I think you both agree that that creates conflict at times when you're both trying to please each other. And Kathy, you've got a very strong personality. And when I you're do. not getting your way of pleasing <laughs> first, that's when the conflict happens. Yep. Pretty much. I, uh, I, I kind of, um, I, I look up to her, her, I always come to her stat with her, you know, to get some type of feedback from her, okay? She, and she's in a uh, management role with what she does um, in the medical field, let's put it that way, that, you know, um, you pretty much hit it on the head with what she goes through sometimes. She's at. Um, the, the other thing that I would say, um, Kathy, and some of this, by the way, is bleeding over um, with what I'm getting, Mercedes, from you. Uh-huh. Very, sim- very similar with both of you right now. Um, actually, let me digress for just a minute. Mercedes, are you having an issue right now with having tried to follow the rules and thought that that would result in? an end that you wanted, but you're only finding out that that's not what's happening, that rules, that following rules is not what's at it, where you're at right now? Mm, kind of. Okay. Maybe a little okay. bit. All right, Kathy, and I'm not sure if I'm, I'm going back and forth between the two of you, but Kathy, I think you're having the same issue right now. Um, exactly. And some of this right now is creating... I'm just going to say this. You don't have to give me any feedback because I'm trying to be very cognizant of, of we're on the air and you don't want to deal with some of this stuff on the air. Um, some of that has to do with Ed's work and how and where that goes. By the way, Ed, she feeds off of your emotions even when you don't say them. And that, too, I mean, she's. I get the sense, Kathy, you're extremely intuitive, extremely empathetic, and extremely sympathetic to the point where you can finish Ed's sentences, he cannot finish yours though. And now you right. want to feed? You want to give a message on that? <laughs> <laughs> that is all, Scott. You're 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 right on with all of the above. <laughs> I'm not sure about Mercedes right now, but with Kathy and Ed, uh, yeah, you're hitting it right on the head. Yeah, I, I, all I can tell you right now is I'm getting a sense, Mercedes, from you is there's some uh-huh. real discontent going on. Um, by the way, I'm not going to blow the 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 question that you are the the little surprise you were going before i can tell you both mercedes i'm getting lots of discontent from you and the fact that things aren't working the way you want them to work in some regard um i don't have anything further than that but with annette with you and i think we may have talked about this last time i'm not sure i'm still getting a lot of sense of indecision and the start of stress that could build into something if you don't put a check on it Wow, and I thought I put a check on it. I, I said the beginning of it. If you don't okay. put a check on it, um, <laughs> okay. I'm mostly getting I'm mostly getting the indecision from you. Um, really? Yeah, okay. and and okay. this, these are all sword cards, by the way, that I'm having flash in my head. That's why I call it free association um, tarot or tarot for 
the purists. Okay. Uh, and again, just to kind of bring this all home, what I've done for those people who are interested in reading, I've merely had Kathy go through, and I truly believe that the subconscious uh, knows the answers to questions that the conscious might not know. And by putting what I did with you last session into a concrete, there are 1 through 22, as far as numbers, pick one, and told her, you know, this one's standing out, this one's not, I'm forcing her subconscious to choose what she thinks are just random numbers, but which I truly believe on a different level, the subconscious knows what it's doing. Um, and quite candidly, this is not new. You know, the, the concept of the subconscious understanding what it needs to do is not new stuff. Um, Sears have been using that for a long time. Uh, Sidney Omar, for those of you that remember him, uh, believed that firmly when he dealt with numerology and astrology and his thought dial process. So it, it, this is this whole concept, while in a new form, is grounded in a lot of tradition. And what you do is you just you say pick your favorite number, pick your next favorite number, and then pick your least favorite number. And now you're just applying the masks of tarot concept that I have in the book, um, and exchanging numbers for actually someone having a deck in front of them and laying them out, and it works exactly the same way. So Kathy, how was Kathy? How was that reading? Excellent, actually, it's an excellent reading. Yeah, it's. it's I find it fascinating because you don't have to have one deck in front of you, one card. I have I, I have not spread out a deck of cards here. Um, I, I've got one with me, but I have not used any deck in doing that reading at all. Um, that's knowing the deck well enough to let all the symbols float through my head and regurgitate like I'm a giant computer. <laughs> I found it interesting that you were able to pull from just that little bit of information exactly what type of a person I am. And it's not to say it's good or a bad thing. It's just that's who I am. I do work real, real hard to please people. I really, really do. And a lot of times it's at the expense of what I'm really wanting to do or how I really feel or, for that matter, making me feel even worse sometimes. Uh, so, I'm going to say one thing to you as well that's now coming out to me, Just and, mm-hmm. and I'm going to throw it out here. Again, you don't have to say anything. Right. Um, your desire to be obedient is marvelous. Um, I'm going to also get. I'm also going to tell you. I get the sense. Um, I've made this joke about myself, but it, this is tr- really true of you um, in your giver role. Uh, you have a really good memory, like the memory of an elephant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, Ed, and, and Ed, she can be yeah. really petty. Given the fact that she's got a really good memory, she can be really petty sometimes too. <laughs> which, which, which is a dangerous combination sometimes for you. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Scott, if, okay. if, 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 let me inform you of something, too, though, okay? We just uh, celebrated our 30th year of marriage. So. 31st. 31st. I'm sorry. 31st year of marriage. <laughs> I but who remembers? That. <laughs> well, so, huh? con- congratulations, first of all, on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, obviously moving into your 31st year, now I'll, I'll just use that. Let's assume that you wanted to use that number reduces down um, now to essentially the emperor card, which is you're moving into a whole year of strength and stability and control 
um, and quite frankly, a lot of success. Right. Oh, thank you, Roy. Like to hear that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> very, uh, okay. very. So, Annette, very you, good you, you read the book, yes? Yeah, I've been through it. Yes, I um, I, I don't feel that um, I would present this in public just yet. I want more practice <laughs> under my belt. Well, just because, you know, I like to know what I'm doing. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, I'd like to practice more, you know, with actual humans besides just throwing cards out for myself all the time. Well, let me ask yes, you, as, as someone who now has, a, has had a taste of what can be done, mm-hmm. um, and as someone who's looked at the book, is there anything that I can answer for you that you think listeners uh, might find instructive as well that you think would push you over the edge? Because my belief is you just should go out and do this, quit, quit worrying about whether you're going to do it right or not, because I don't think you can do this wrong. I, I, get a well, sense of you, I get a sense of you well enough, Annette, that I think you could go do this right now. Probably. <laughs> Annette's got I the just, years be, behind her as far as uh, knowing the tarot in it, so I, I believe she could do it also. Myself, I, I believe I told you, Scott, that I actually started using it at um, the house parties, because um, basically their favorite and least favorite card. And, right. Uh, uh, because I took what you said, let's go out there and start doing it. And uh, people, uh, let me say, even though I do the conscious channeling, even though I do the uh, palm, even though I do the psychometry one-on-one, okay, the last party I was at, the host came up to me and said, you know, they were talking about the tarot thing. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's so powerful. Um, it, it, it is, and i got to tell you, it, it's, it's one of those systems that I'm a big fan um, of James Wanless and his concept that we don't do fortune telling, we do fortune creation. And by, by tying in a person's intimate connection with the various symbols or the numbers, and as we did last week, moving some cards around and helping people become empowered, um, it's really creation. It's not telling the future, it's not divination, it's more communication, the power that brings, and getting people to look at their lives in new ways. Because I, as I think I, I mentioned last time, I am a huge fan of, of literally trying to get people to ask, who are you? Do you believe in yourself? Do you believe in your own magic? And that's what all of this is ultimately going to lead to. Yeah. Yes. Let me ask you a question, if you don't mind. I just, Absolutely. I'm curious. Do you feel, or do you find that a lot of the times people, when they're asking for a tarot reading or a palm reading, or for that matter, any kind of a reading, um, is that they're just looking for validation? Because in essence, they know a lot more about themselves. Certainly, when except a lot of the times, I don't think they can put all the puzzle pieces together as well as someone who really doesn't know them well. Do you find that it's more of a validation that they're looking for? Um, you're going to find this funny. I find people are looking for peace. That's true. They, yeah. they want to breathe easier. And, and by the way, peace is not only peace the way you and I are thinking about it and using it right now, but it, it's an acronym for uh, something that I think about while I'm doing readings. Um, the P in peace 
means I, as a reader, should be promoting their dreams and fantasies because that's what they're looking for. The ease is the e is to ease their fears and their concerns because that's the other thing they want me to do. They want me to ease their fears and concerns. For A, it means I'm going to account for their losses and their failures. The C, they want me to confirm their suspicions and their hunches. And then finally, for E, uh, the last letter in the word peace, I want to empower their obstacles and their quests and their uh, challenges. So it's it's really all five of those things that I think people look for in readings. And if you you can remember that as a reader, and and literally say, look, I'm here. I'm going to promote your dreams and make you feel better. And if you can't remember that, at the very least, to say, I just want you, when you leave here, you're going to breathe a little easier. Did you feel that way, Kathy, when we were talking? Did you did you breathe easier? Yeah, I did because there's not a lot of people that know me that well. Truly, I don't allow too many people past the barriers that I've set up. And it's interesting when someone can get past that. I mean, Annette has done it I mean, a few times, and she knows me fairly well. But for someone whom I do not know and I've never known to, to be able to get that information, that much information from just what we just spoke about with cards, like our, our numbers, really was fascinating, truly. And, and again, I want to underscore the fact that I truly get the sense that right now if you and Annette walked out of where you are right now, went down the street, hung out together, um, you would you would find that the two of you are like souls. And that, oh, we get along famously. And, really and, that, and that, Kathy, what you think you can't do right now, Annette can foster in you. Oh, we need some teamwork, honey. <laughs> I know. There you go. Have the chocolate martinis again. <laughs> Another session. Yeah. Wait till and wait till Annette, wait till Annette works on those chakras, Kathy. Aye. <laughs> oh. And Annette knows what I'm talking about. Uh oh. As Ed would say, I get in enough trouble all by myself. <laughs> Mercedes, you're, Mercedes, you're awfully quiet. I know. <laughs> but. In your head right now, I just mm-hmm. want you. I just want you to t- think. Don't say one word. In your okay. head, I just want you to think about an issue of importance to you that's going on right now. Nothing trivial. Because I'm a firm believer: garbage in, garbage out. Um, just something that's going on in your life right now. Got it? Okay. okay. Once again, I'm going to tell you. I, I think that why. You're a classic example of still waters run deep. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm still getting a sense here that you are very discontent and disillusioned at something that either you wanted or that you planned on happening. And I'm, while I, I'm not going to tell you not to run away from it, um, I would at least encourage you that if you are going to move away from it, that you do so not out of regret or despair and more out of I need to do this for further personal satisfaction. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Um, Now, ultimately, while you're discontent now, I'm seeing a very 
um, very good result for you. But again, with you, it's like a number of cup cards, which tells me that you've got emotions. Um, they're like solar flares for you, which when you use the moon as your favorite card, when the solar flare gives off, that just means the moon's going to reflect it even more. And um, so if, if you can balance the emotional energies with more of Kathy's logic, uh-huh. um, everything will work out exactly how it should, but it, it looks like there's a, a challenge for you right now. Does that resonate with you? Yes, very much. Scott, is that the uh, what we were talking about earlier uh, through the emails about um, the person thinking of a question and you coming up with an answer? Yes. That, huh. that's a, and, and by the way, um, and just to show you how this works, Mercedes, that answered your question, didn't it? Yes, it did. Completely. <laughs> okay. No questions asked. I, I, it's none of this, give me your birth date, give me your first name. It's none of that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's literally um, knowing the symbols internally enough to be able to, to work with them. Can uh, me, Kathy, and Annette try this? Sure. Let's have fun. Okay. Annette, uh, you want to go first? I, I'm <laughs> going to give you one one disclaimer right now. Um, okay. And it's only because of what happened earlier. I was getting what I call bleed through. I don't know what the correct term would be between mm-hmm. you and Kathy. Okay. So I'm fine with you doing that. So let's, let's, let's start with Kathy because I've talked to her the least. Okay. okay. Um, Kathy, again, same thing as before. Focus on something that's important for you right now that's going on. All right. Um, now, i got to tell you, immediately popping into my head um, is, the thought, is the thought of the past. And i got to tell you, if, if I were to ask you, if I were to give you four things, past, present, future, and the soul, which is outside of time, which would be your favorite, past, present, future, and the soul? Hmm. Past, present, future, and the soul, did you say? Yeah. Pick your favorite. Hmm. Future. Okay. This is why I find it so fascinating, um, because right now, while you're very future-minded, mm-hmm. while you're looking, what can I do to give to others and help others and benefit others, which also benefits me, by the way, you, me being you, Right. I, I am getting the sense right now, and this may be the, the, the trepidation that I got before, there's something out of your past that you're revisiting, and it's like Groundhog Day for you. You just keep playing this loop. Hmm. Now, does, does that make sense to the situation? I'll go a little deeper in a minute, but does that generally make sense with the situation you're thinking of? Yeah. All right. The other thing that I've got is play combat, if if that makes any sense to you. That this isn't your problem. It's the best I can tell you. Does that make sense too? Yeah, it does. This this is this is something you are thinking about. It's not your problem. It's Ed's problem. Yes, it is. <laughs> hmm. Ed, stop that. <laughs> um, Kathy, <laughs> stop that. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I, I think I, the best I can leave you with at the moment is everything happens for a reason. Right. You cannot fix Ed's problems. No. And 
he needs to go through them too. Right. Now, you've intellectualized what we just said. I'm going to ask you that when we're done here tonight, you can re-listen to this, you can go home and think about it. This is something that you've learned, this situation, you're intellectualizing, and it's um, literally the old thing, and I, and I may have mentioned this the last, one of my favorite sayings is Mark Twain's, and uh, he, he had this great quote where he said, I've had lots of trouble in my life. Some of it actually happened. Oh. <laughs> True. <laughs> and that's what you're that's what you're doing with the thing you're thinking about right now, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Um, Annette, hit me with your best shot. Don't say a word. You got it? Oh, I've had it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um now what's interesting with you and I and I said this before, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually magnify a little of what I said before. When I told other people, or when I said in general that with readings we want to make other people breathe easier, that really yeah. hit home for you. Yeah. And what I'm sensing from you right now is not a trip and traveling like I I get with I sense with Ed. You just need to move away. You need to move away from whatever it is that that, that you are thinking about right now. And I also get the sense that you think someone has taken something that doesn't belong to them. There's, there's this ownership, almost ownership, territorial sense to this. Does that make sense? Hmm. hmm. I hadn't looked at it that way, but perhaps yes. Okay. Well, now that we're looking at it that way, okay. Does it make sense that there's that you own this too much and you need to take a break? Hmm. Okay. Because I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I'm still getting this indecision, and, I, and um, some of that is making what I'm trying to do a little hard to sense. Because yeah, and I'm almost, trying to make it easy. Well, it, 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 okay. What, what I'm trying to, to suggest is that you're like a teapot on the stove, and you've the flame is on, and you've intentionally turned it down to low. And it's still percolating, <laughs> um, and it's just I'm just getting a little I'm getting a lot of stress with you right now with this issue. Okay. Mm, okay. Ed, you got yours? Yep. Go ahead. Oh boy. You know, if people would just follow the rules. <laughs> um, your life would be a lot easier, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, and there's simple rules, too. If you want to look at it. <laughs> um, you have, I get a sense, there are some other people involved in this, yes? Yep. Um, I was going to say a male and a female, but I'm I'm almost going to tell you it's actually two men. And do they feel or do you feel that they've been shut out in some way? Uh, they've been shut out? Uh, maybe just the opposite. I've been kind of shut out. Oh, you're feeling this. So it's you feeling the shut out. Yeah. Um, because what I'm is, – is, is it a male and a female or is it two men? It's two females. Okay. Interesting. 
Um, very strong. One maybe, if you want to look at his dominant passive, yeah. Then you well, that's what I, I guess that's where I was going with this, I could, because it's the male energy that I'm getting, um, where I said I wanted to say it was two men, and then I said, no, I'm getting this female. One is, so one's probably more passive than the other, but mm-hmm. these, are, these are strong personalities. Um, I'm going to suggest to you that in this situation, that if you hold tight to what you, what you believe, what you think mm-hmm. is right, even though they think it may not be, mm-hmm. um, that eventually there can be a reconciliation. Unfortunately, it's going to require you to go to them, not the other way around. Does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm. Yep. Of course. Of yep. course. Well, you say of course. I don't know of course. I guess I should say of course. But... <laughs> it's yes. So I mean, so, uh, so there, there's a quick sampling of. I'm going to throw how... one thing out to you. Sure. Scott, okay, one question. You picked up on what is going on in my head, basically, at this time, okay? And that's what's feeding off with Kathy, too, that's bugging her a little. Uh, It's it's not a little. It just makes it seem like a little. Yeah, when you (laughs) mentioned, um, you know, uh, know, it's it's like Groundhog Day type of thing, all right? Um, the, The other thing is, and I'll just be open to you, um, just outright question. With what I'm doing, where's it going to lead me? How's that? You're on quite a quest. <laughs> he has been his entire life. Um, That's perpetual, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. This, this is something different. Um, it, it's. I'm going to tell you, Ed. It, I'm getting the same sense from you. Remember, I had mentioned this this performer that I read for uh, earlier in the week I'm almost getting the same sense from you and I'm just going to say the same thing that I said to him for Ed right now you are going through what I call little mini deaths and it's it's not in a physical sense it's you're going through a change of consciousness and I think right now it's not only physical trips that are going on they're head trips, and I don't mean that in a bad way. But, Kathy, if I were to say that, that he's going through another midlife crisis, would that make sense to you? Every single day, yes. Huh? And, 100%. And, and the best I can say to you, Ed, is absolutely it will. I'm a firm believer that people move from the material to the spiritual. Most people... Do it in gradual little climbs up the nice little slope. Mm-hmm. Ed doesn't work that way. <laughs> Very astute of you. <laughs> um, Ed needs little bombs that go off in his life periodically to spur him forward. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. yeah. He plants so, his own minefield sometimes. Uh, exactly. Yes, so, he and, does. And, and so what I'm, what I'm suggesting to you is that once you realize the reality that when you drop a bomb, there's going to be fallout. Mm-hmm. Right, that's why I'm Helen of Troy. <laughs> once the, to answer your question, Ed, once the fallout's gone, everything will be great. Okay. But understand, Kathy's feeding off of you, and other people feed off of you, because you have the kind of personality that when Mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. Amen. 
Uh, would you would you say that's like the only child syndrome? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> um, well, I try. You know what? I don't deal a whole lot with birth order issues. Okay. But, but, but it, 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 it's not. I, and I and I say this now lightheartedly and and mm-hmm. very seriously. When I talk about these little mini deaths, um, mm-hmm. spiritually, you're actually maturing. Mm-hmm. And I think you're reevaluating what that means for where for the things you've accomplished so far. I think you're actually going to be I think you've got new things going on that you're not even doing right now. And you haven't I'm I'm not going to say anything and you and I haven't talked, but I get a sense you actually are moving in a whole other direction. Annette knows a little bit about it and Cassie does, and I kind of threw it out there to in a newsletter and the response was kind of what I figured it would be and uh which is good. But uh I keep some I've learned definitely learned to keep things very close to my chest. And um like I said, Annette I would give as much trust to as I do get my wife. So that's why there are only two that pretty much knows. There there's a big difference, however, and this is what I'm sensing right now is that Annette, remember I said to you, you're like the little teapot on the stove and it's simmering. Mm-hmm. Um, Ed, you don't simmer well. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> um, and, and that's not a bad thing. It's, it actually works hand in hand with where Kathy and Annette are coming from. Um, this is one of those things where I get the sense you just need to break out and do it. Um, and, and I'm going to just tell you, if I said the fool card to you, would that make sense? Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's one of those things where I know, if I remember last time you picked the magician card, Right. That's because you want the control, and you and you need to be able to interact with your environment, and your surroundings, and the people that you have near and close to you, mm-hmm. and control all of that. The situation that you're at least focusing on right now doesn't call for that. This is this right. is one of those where trust yourself, go do it, and you know what? If you step off the cliff, and you fall down, mm-hmm. you get back up again. And it's, it's literally, a, a, if, I, if I remember right, last time I think I told Mercedes, I told you, um, people don't drown because they fall in water. People drown because they don't get out of it. Right. And that's that's, uh, that's what I'm sensing for you. I think it'll be a massive success if you just do it. Um, I've pretty much, and Kathy will agree with it, um, I've pretty much many times, you know, everything from pro wrestling to that I've done in the past to uh, I was going to say you're not you're not I, thinking about pro wrestling right now I didn't get no, that no 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 <laughs> oh no <laughs> he's not no um, but I will step off the cliff because I have the belief in myself that will allow me to walk off the cliff if that, that makes sense to you it, it, it does so I'm going to ask you the same thing I asked Kathy past, present, mm-hmm. future and the soul which one is your favorite hmm Past, present, future. So, um, soul mean meaning what? Soul meaning out of time, the void, the everything, the oversoul. It, it time makes no. There's no reference to that. It's out of okay. time. All right. I would have to say uh, the future. All right. All of that is fine. Which would be your least favorite, by the way? Past, uh, present. Or the soul? Yes, yes. Okay. Bear in mind that as you 
move into this new venture and look mm-hmm. forward to the future. Very Something very similar, by the way. I mean, Kathy chose the future as well. However, Kathy does revisit the past and does revisit the, the accountability that the past brings with it, and you don't like to be held accountable. <laughs> <laughs> so from that laughter, I take it I hit that one. Shazam! And at, at, that's going to be part of the fallout here. There, there's always going to be a cost to something, and as long as you remain sensitive to the people and friends that are around you, um, it will work fine. And I, 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 I leave you with one thing in with your new task. Just don't forget to share your love, because I think that you can become so focused that you forget what you're really doing it for. The end becomes the goal and not why you're doing it. That's the tunnel vision that I've always basically had. Okay, so now you're, for, now you're forewarned. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, to ask a question, I'm a big believer that, that asking the right question is actually what we as readers really owe to our, our clients. It, it's not for them to come in and say, well, I make a million dollars you know, this year or the next. Um, I actually had somebody do, you know, this whole ask a question in your head. Um, I actually had somebody, uh, while I was up in Las Vegas, do this with me um, a number of months ago. And I was back up there again. And while I was doing some readings, she, she came up to me and she said, did you actually know what I said in my head, word for word? And I explained to her how the process worked and what I was doing. And she said, because my question was, will I be dead in five years? Mm -hmm. Now, that's not the kind of question I would encourage people to ask. Right, right. Um, And now, thankfully, the answer that I gave her was an empowering one. I actually never answered her question, it turns out. Um, And I don't remember these after. I mean, when we hang up the phone... I'm not going to revisit these questions because they come in and they go out. That's what intuition does. Um, mm-hmm. She told me what I answered to her. made perfect sense to that question. actually gave her an empowering way around it to the point where she's got her medical care, she's doing her thing, and she's making choices, not being reactive. I say that to you because your question to me was, will what I'm planning to do be successful? I'm asking you, what would it have to be for you to be successful? Not will it be. You know, let's do some fortune creation now. Mm-hmm. And that is, what of which card of the major arcana would, would you have to focus on to make this event, this new venture, work for you? Okay. What would be your mantra? I'm going to guess it's the magician again, by the way. Um, you know what? It would probably be the sun. Um, the the sun, as far as that's the outcome that you want. Right, right. I'm talking about the mechanics. See, I have a I get a sense from Ed that it's not just about the outcome. That's the tunnel vision we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. So for Ed to get to the sun, he needs a magician to get there. Okay. You need the feeling yeah. of control. If, if you were merely reactive or doing what Kathy does as far as reacting to other people or doing what Mercedes does, and that's reflecting off other people's 
successes and personalities and, and glow. That wouldn't mm-hmm. do it for you. No. That, that wouldn't do it for you. You need to be the spotlight. And that's not, that's not negative at all. That Ouch. Just means, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not yeah. negative at all. That, yeah. that, that's one of the needs that people have. You have a need for certainty. Okay, yeah, Certain, certainly yes. Yes. So how, how does, the, I mean, there's, a, 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 I think, a perfect example using the four of you of what we were emailing back and forth earlier about what I call um, stream of consciousness or free association tarot, which some people have called fat, but I try not to go there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very interesting. Do we have any callers tonight that Scott might... Uh... Yeah, we do. Well, Scott, before we take any calls, tell the people your website and also where they could get the book, The Mass of Tarot. Oh, thank, thank you for even bringing that up. Um, for those interested, the, the book is called The Masks of Tarot, and it's available in two different places right now. Uh, one is direct from the publisher at themasksoftarot.com, and the other is through Amazon. Uh, they actually have them back in stock again. Uh, we went through a while where... Um, I'm very happy about it, but uh, Amazon actually sold out for a while, and now they're restocked back in. So you can get them either, get it either through Amazon. You can type in my name, Scott Grossberg, or type in The Masks of Tarot, or go directly to the publisher's website, themasksoftarot.com, and they have uh, all the info on there. So thank you for asking. Okay. And if you do readings for people, if they want them? Um, I, I, you mean as far as contacting me and doing private readings? Yeah. I, I I actually don't right now. Um, okay. I've gotten I've gotten so busy. I used to do that. Um, okay. I've gotten so busy. I'm mostly doing lecturing uh, for larger groups and doing readings as part of that, and then doing lessons about the book. But uh, you know that may change in the future. I kind of leave my options open. All right. Congratulations on that part of it. Thank so. you. Are you willing to take a caller? Maybe they have a question or you know. Sure. Okay. We got a caller from 740 area call. Let's see if I can get him on. There you go. 740, are you there? Hello. Yes, hello. And your Hi. name? My name is Joni. Hi, Jenny. Hi. Yeah. Hi, Jenny. How are you? It's Joni, J-O-N-I. Joni, J-O-N-I. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. And did you have a question or? Um. Well, yeah. Um. I'm st- I've started to read tarot a couple times in my life, and I got off of it. So now I'm really seriously trying to keep learning how to do this. Um, I use a Wiccan deck, and I wonder if that's really the most the deck that I should use. What a great question. Um, first of all, congratulations for getting back in. Um, let, me, let me start off with something with you. Uh, I received... A deck of I, what I believe now to have been um, a Marseille deck from my mom when I was literally in elementary school. I came home one day and the deck was sitting on my pillow. No explanation. <laughs> there it was sitting there. I opened the box and there are instructions which I didn't read whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> I took the I took the deck out, spread them out, and I I that, I be I fell in love with symbols. Um, they've always I'm a very visual person, and they've always just spoken to me. That's what symbols do. My suggestion for anybody, and i got to tell you, I just got done doing a workshop on uh, the tarot and how to do exactly what you're asking. 
I saw decks I've never even seen before, and it has to work for you. And it's not a matter of what I or Annette or Cassie or Mercedes or Ed tell you works for them. I usually tell people the easiest deck to start with is a writer deck, um, only because there are literally pictures for every single card of the 78 images, the 78 different archetypes that exist. Um, I'm not familiar with the Wiccan one. Um, if it works for you, that's fine. If I'm not mistaken, Annette, you used the, the vampire one, correct? Um, I think that's Mercedes. I or have Mercedes, the, you use that. that German so, fairy deck. That's right. And so those are images that speak to them. My question mm-hmm. to you, Joni, is when you have this Wiccan deck, how does it make you feel? Well, I've had one other deck, and um, the previous time I did this, it was like close 20 years ago now, but it seemed like it was easier, and I'm on the Wiccan path, so I thought, well, I need a Wiccan deck, but that's probably not necessarily true. It just seems to me like this one, it's beautiful, but I don't really, I don't think it comes to me as quick as it should. Then I think you've just answered the question. I know. I got to tell you, I started obviously with a Marseille deck. Um, I moved on to a writer deck. I am now using a gilded tarot deck, by the way, uh, because those images speak to me. And then most of the time, probably 80% of the time, I'm not using any deck at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's got to be what embeds itself in you. And the reason I say that is that I believe that that the tarot is truly at its at its most base symbols that have to resonate with your subconscious. That's how you give a reading. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter whether you're on the Wiccan path using a Wiccan deck. It doesn't matter whether you're on a Wiccan path using, you know, a Marseille deck. It, it's whatever symbols work for you. Don't ever let anybody, me or anybody else, tell you which symbols to use because, they're, you know, what resonates for me doesn't necessarily resonate for you. Candidly, mm-hmm. I don't care if you use a deck of 52 playing cards, <laughs> dice, a feather, or light fixtures in your home. <laughs> um, you can read clouds. You can read blades of grass. You can read, read falling leaves. You can read dreams. It, it, you need to, to ask Joni inside, what are they saying to me? And if you can't look at these cards and have them talk back to you, you need to find one that will. Well, I kind of, the dreams, I've kind of, I kind of do do the dreams. But I feel, I kind of feel like with dreams that you can, like, analyze your own dreams because they make sense to you, but it's hard to analyze some, someone else's dreams. Um, you know, symbolism well, I, and all that. I, I will tell you that doing dream analysis is no different than reading cards. And perhaps you're trying to be, I, I'm getting a sense right now that, if I said the Hierophant to you, would that make sense? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm it, not trying it, to be the Hierophant. <laughs> you, you are. Um, and, oh, and the, shoot. <laughs> again, it's not, it's not a bad thing. It, uh-huh. It's just that what you've chosen right now is rules. You've chosen a, a particular way that you think will connect you to um, either a higher consciousness or your own consciousness or the all that is or, or however you want to, to frame it. The reality is you're looking for rules that don't exist. And I've, I've always fought against, and, and I've been around lots of people in lots of different um, traditions, and I'm the why guy. I always ask, why do we have to do it that way? 
<laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the nonconformist, and it's one of those where I'm urging you, Joni, just from the sense that I'm getting right now, that you can do what you're doing, and and it will just be a longer path to get there. Whereas if you'll juggle a little bit with what you believe to be your own self-restrictions um, and get another deck, I think it would come very intuitively for you. Again, okay. if you want a you want a deck that speaks to you, not the other way around. My fifth deck was finally the one that I stuck with. How many? Five. Five. <laughs> I, I I know. I've got a bunch have, with dust. Yeah. I, I was gonna say I know people with more than that, and it's okay. Yeah. By the way, if you change decks, sure. um, it, it, it's it's again you may want to change decks for given situations. You may want to change decks for different people. Um, I know some people who have very risque decks that they can't use in some company and that they can use in others. Um, it, it's one of those things where I always urge people that I, I firmly believe that Tarot is a meditative tool first and foremost. It's a way to find yourself, not others. And if you can't connect with the symbols at your own level, you, you, it's doubtful you'll ever be able to get to where someone else needs to be too. Does that help you? Wow. Okay. Yeah, and it does. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it really does. Okay, thank you. Thank you, John. Have a great night. Okay, thank you. Bye. Annette, do you have any questions for Scott? Boy, this time went quick. I just realized what time it was. Yeah, yeah. Got about. I, I extended the show a little bit longer, Scott, because uh, I didn't want to put, you know, um, walls around, you know, what you had to tell people, you know, as far as time-wise goes. Oh, thank you. Annette? Um, I I just think that um, you know it's, uh, that I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I'm just stunned and amazed. I'm. Can you believe I am speechless of all the people? <laughs> Not you and that. <laughs> I, I, um, I take I, I take that uh, as a compliment. Oh, you and so you should. <laughs> and Mercedes. Mercedes, yes. you still there? Everything, yes, Mercedes. Everything's going to be okay. Oh, thank you, <laughs> Scott. Um, this 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 knowledge and everything you have just didn't happen overnight, and that's you know a lot of people, I believe, expect things just to happen overnight, and uh, it took years of learning and studying on your behalf, didn't it? On your uh, part. Well, I mean, understand. For I've had I've had <laughs> these symbols since I was little. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. I grew up in that environment. It was fostered um, in my family. My mother does readings. Uh, my my grandmother, her mother, did readings. Used to dress up like a gypsy. Um, I, I have a crystal ball from Howard Hughes that he gave to my grandmother. Um, wow. It it's you know, first of all, there's got to be a safe environment within which to be able to do that. Um, then number two. You have to have a safe environment within yourself, and mm-hmm. it's it's one of those where if you can't, none of what I do will work if you don't trust yourself, and that's how I get actually ties in with what I was saying to you earlier, Ed. You just have to trust yourself. It's one of those things where at some point you you say, "I know this stuff. Just go do it." Okay. And and. It finally got to the point where I trusted myself enough to be able to share with others 
Um, and yes, it's, I mean, certainly evolved the process, the technique has evolved. Um, hopefully it's gotten a little more elegant than when I used to just say, think of a question and I'll tell you what it is. Um, and mm-hmm. it, was more, it was more a test challenge situation than one of trying to empower people, which is really where I'm, I'm coming from right now. Like Kathy, um, I, I do, I believe anything you do should leave the world a little better. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not one of those. I do not believe in, in, I mean, while I will ask somebody, do you want me to tell you everything I see or only the good stuff? While I will say that to them, I am not one of these that likes to point a finger like an old crone and say, here's what the future says and you're going to die when you're 38. And it's, I, I don't do that stuff. I mean, it, right. I don't do negative negative things. Um, it's just not me. Uh, there are others that do and they get a lot of play out of it, but I don't think that ultimately when people come and want when people seek an answer from you, and that's really what we are. This is this is a meeting place. Um, when you do cards or palms or astrology, it's a meeting place. You, you have something to say. They have something they want to hear. You get together in this nice little sacred space, and and you try and, as I said to Annette earlier, um, leave them breathing easier. Mhm. I I concur. Yeah, I, I avoid uh, negative stuff, especially if they ask about health or something. You know, I just stay away from health issues uh, myself with people. Or maybe the better thing is to, you know, tell them, hey, pay attention to the signs that your body is giving you. You know, if you don't want to say, ooh, boy, you really got a bad disease or this huge problem, you know, right. do the old, take care of yourself. You know, if you're asking me, then you must have a question. Go find out more. Yeah, there, there's actually, I mean, and again, we don't have time tonight. We've, we've been dealing with the book, The Masks of Terror. There's a whole other way of doing readings that maybe we could do another time, um, if, if possible, where I actually have what I call the four questions, and it takes people through their love, life, career, health, and wealth, just four things, because I think those are the four areas that people really ultimately want to know about. Forget all these other things that you hear about, but it really comes down to, you know, your love life, your career, your health, and your wealth. And that's how I can address those things, Ed, that you try and stay away from. I don't stay away from them, but um, I, I also make the people, the client, the, the querent, the seekers, um, I make them participate in their own successes. Good. Scott, do you plan on writing another book? Let me ask you um, I'm actually in the process of working on um, one called Funny enough, the four questions, uh, which will explain the, the Masks of Tarot covers the major arcana, and it covers the alchemy of human needs, and right. a, few, a few other things um, that deal with ways to deal with the energies, motivations, and um, main archetypes, the 22 major arcana of a person's life. The four questions will deal with the rest of the deck. And it will deal with literally uh, how do you then tie in cups, swords, wands, and pentacles? How do you tie in all the numbers, 1 through 10, plus the court cards? Um, and what, what it will cover is, for example, with cups, that deals with relationships, love, romance, and feelings. Uh, with swords, you are dealing with career, work, um, activities, and creative self-expression, which is some of the angst I was getting from Annette. Uh, with wands, that's your health your physical well-being, uh, how you look, your, your appearance, and your stamina. And then pentacles, 
uh, which is um, a person's wealth, their possessions, um, how they feel, how abundant they feel in their life, things like that. So that's what I'm working on right now. And um, I've got to tell you, I'm one of those writers that likes having written, not writing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I more, I more enjoy the process of being done than the process of writing. So that, that's just my personal struggle. <laughs> Scott, you're fantastic, and uh, oh, thank you. Please, please let us know when the book, the new one, comes out. Okay. I will do so, and it was a pleasure, Kathy, meeting you. And meeting you is just as pleasurable for me too. Thanks. And Annette and Mercedes, as always, it was marvelous. Well, thank and, you, Scott. Um, thank you so much. And uh, if I can ever do anything for anybody, let me know. Scott, okay. we will keep in touch. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you, my um, friend. You did a fantastic job. Thank you very much. Have a great night. Good night, Scott. All right. Bye-bye. Hello, ladies. You still there? We're here. Of course. Okay. Okay. I lost, believe it or not, wow, is that where, when Scott got off, okay, the whole whole, um, switchboard and that vanished. (laughs) So. um, Wow. Yeah. I'm winging it right now as far as uh, minutes. We got uh, 14 minutes to go. Um, I got a oops page from, uh, what does it say? Sorry, but our servers have experienced an error that prevents us showing that you that page. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> Don't worry. The developers will be notified, and we will get this fixed. Okay. Probably after this. Well, maybe they figure, well, Scott was done talking, so they're, they're done too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ladies, did you enjoy it? Yes. Yes. Uh, didn't you find it amazing that he was able to peg us both? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. What he can say about you, Kathy and Ed, is is amazing. I, I, I would, try so hard not to just laugh out loud. I like, know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and you know what's really interesting, is, and I've always believed, you know how you always hear that um, opposites attract kind of thing all the time? And it's so true about the both of us because that's a much more adventurous person than I am. He's more willing to go out there and try something with, whereas I'm the type of person that likes to be, I'm a little more cautious and I like a little bit more tangible, you know, feeling to something. And I'm a little, a little bit more hesitant and he has to tug me along. And then there's other times where I have to ground him because it's like, wait a minute, don't you realize if you do that, this is what's going to happen for Christ's sake, listen to what I'm saying. And you can't swing over in, that chasm, yeah. <laughs> ah, I mean, that's where we get into our argument. It's really funny. Yeah. It truly is. <laughs> but we've known each other since we were little kids, you know, oh, so yeah. it's just really interesting. See, I, there's a method yeah. to my madness. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. A lot about me got known, too, so, but that's okay. Uh, but yeah. I am a people pleaser. I'm not. I won't. I don't ever dispute that. But I will say this though: it's really interesting. Is I think that that's a process that I learned from a very young age, and um, I think a lot of the times I realized that if you were a certain way with certain people, um, that you were okay then. That you know, the less trouble you get, or the better things would be for you. And without even really consciously realizing it, I've learned to become at you know, when I was a lot younger, a people pleaser. So I've gone through some different stages in my life. And I've learned to utilize the things that were, you know, that I used to despise about myself and turn them into more positive things for myself. Because 
Otherwise, I was on the self-destruct you know, ladder that it was just going to kill me one of these days. So I guess that's probably why at this point in my life I always say I am who I am today because of, not in spite of all of the things that I've gone through in my life. And I think that embracing even the bad things has made me a better and stronger person. However, sometimes I do try to make things better for people more so than for myself, and it's at the expense of myself, and that's where I fail. Me, not anybody else. Interesting. Pretty interesting. So I I did hang out my laundry. Everybody knows my secrets. That's enough of that now. (laughs) (laughs) No more of this stuff, okay? (laughs) Uh, Like I said, you and uh, and Annette are uh, uh, two peas in a pot, basically. uh, Well, interestingly (laughs) enough, Annette and I have gotten along from the day we met. I know. That that is so wonderful. I'm so pleased about that. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Because and it's they're like probably, we see, you know, for, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, for as much time as Ed and I spend on the phone and things we go over and talk about, and, you know, life in general and everything, you know, there are some women in this world that be like, oh, Annette, what's her story? You know, what's she trying to get at her? You know? But that's and, not and the it's way so it cool is. That, yeah. Not at all. Oh, of course not. And yeah. you totally know that. It's just such a pleasure not to have to go... Kathy, it's nothing. We're just the best of friends. You know, something like that. So it's awesome. I, it's so I, just natural I, I, and easy. Yeah, but you know what, though, and that what's really interesting, and from a woman to a woman, you know, I've always believed that I always go by my gut, and I do. I mean, there's been times when I've not done that, and I could kick myself right in the dupayash for not, because <laughs> right. I was right. But there are people that you meet that um, they give off a vibe about themselves. And that's what sets off all those little firecrackers in your head. And it's hard to get away from that when you're around those people. But with you, it was a a very comforting, a knowing kind of feeling, like you've known this person for all of your life. And there is no sense of threat or anything else because we're always all going to be territorial to some degree. And I've never felt like that with you, not, not even once. Um, but there oh, have been people that I've met with that, that I, I I told them right out. You know, I, I don't feel comfortable around that person and, you know, stuff like that. So a lot of the times I try real, real hard not to get involved in some of the stuff he does because I don't want to feel like that. I know. I can see that. I'm sure. Oh, I totally know. <laughs> well, he takes me to scary things. I do not want to do scary things. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we have have about eight minutes left. Uh, At the beginning of the show, I mentioned that uh, one of us are going to be leaving uh, after this broadcast. I I actually think Scott was picking up on it. He heard the intro and everything. Uh, Mercedes, hello. You there? Hello. Yeah. 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 Um, Me and Mercedes talked, and uh, um, basically because of um, stuff going on in the personal life that's got to get situated. Uh, she's going to take a time off for a while from the broadcast. Just for a little while. Just for a good. little while. Good, good, good. So there's, there's no such thing as never. Right. Good. Well, that makes me never, feel better. Never say never. Good. <laughs> and okay. And if you have any tips on how to get a two-year-old to go to bed, let me know. 
Uh, I do have some there. ideas. I'll have to call. Clutch your ears and just ride with it because the beginning is the most painful part of it all, but the oh, outcome God. is so much peace. Trust me. <laughs> and, and start earlier at night, too. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right, Annette? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's true because then by the time the real bedtime that you want comes around, he's fast asleep because he's been too worried about the two hours before that. <laughs> uh, I'm trying everything. It's it's slow process. <laughs> Mercedes, I have to yes. say, I have to tell you, um, the one thing I learned when we were raising our children when they were really, really young is I always made sure that the kids had what I called a half-hour cooling-off period. And as they grew older and older, that half-hour changed accordingly for their age. But what we did was we knew bedtime was, let's just say for the sake of saying, 8 o'clock. But at 7.30, you had better be ready for bed. In other words, you can go into your room, Get ready for bed, and for that half hour, you can do whatever it is you want to do. If you want to read, it all had to be something that they could do in their bed that wasn't, you know, overtaxing or anything else like that. Sometimes it was just reading. Sometimes it was coloring. Sometimes it was listening to music. Whatever it was, they had that half hour that they calmed themselves, and it was a calming thing. And by the time it was time for bed, there was less and less and less of that aggravating sense of, oh, my God, I'm, I swear to God, if this kid doesn't go to bed, I'm going to kill her. Yeah. All that awful, awful feelings, you know, because bedtime was always a struggle. And once we did that and they got into the routine of doing those things, it became less taxing to get them to go to bed. And in the beginning, it's pretty painful because you're trying to change something they don't want to change. And once you realize you've gotten them to that point and you stick to it, and I do mean stick to it, things will get a lot easier. Trust me. They uh, will. I hope so. No, you know, don't say I... hope. Say will. Will, will, will. <laughs> there is no trying. I, that I only do. <laughs> That's right. That's right. One thing, too, Mercedes, what we started doing, I, I just read this cool little book, and one, one little cute thing that they gave, and it was have a family meeting. And they mm-hmm. in the book they suggested doing it in the morning when the kids first wake up. But for us, we have our morning routine down. I have no problems with my morning. It's sometimes going to bed. So we started having a family meeting. And what we would do, you know, Greg is usually working and stuff, so it would just be me and the boys. And we would sit down. With, I always have a little piece of scratch paper. And I would I maybe have a few things jotted down like, well, I really, you did the potty really good today. And you, older guy, you, the way you were kicking that ball today, it rocked. And then I would go into, and tomorrow, here's our plan for what's going to happen, and so-and-so, you're going to see so-and-so, and and you're going to do such-and-such. And, And, you know, it got everybody just talking and interacting, and then we would read a night-night book, and they they could talk about themselves, so they can get all that, you know, in the dark. I have to say one more thing, Mom, that was out of their system. (laughs) You know, Mom, oh, just let me tell you one more thing about the invention I'm going to make, you know. Oh, we talked about the invention in the meeting. We're good, you know. Yeah, and then have a night-night book, and you can just get tucked in and go to sleep. So, you know, that's been really good for me. It just cut down on the wrestling and the tussling. If they think they have to have an important meeting, they don't want to miss it. Mm-hmm. So, there's something. Okay, ladies, we've got three minutes left. I'd like to okay. thank all the listeners who've uh, listened tonight. And in the past, we've gone over 100 and. 
111,500 something listens to our broadcast in 70 broadcasts. Um, also, for all the people that have made us friends, we're nearing 200 people who've taken upon themselves to do that. And uh, the people that made the show their favorites. We will be on in two weeks. Uh, subject yet to be decided on, but that won't be too hard. And I would like to mention that again one more time. Next Saturday, January 31st, it's at the Haunted Scott Mansion, um, Joliet Haunted House Mansion, I should say, in Joliet, Illinois. Go to the unex- go to hauntedhistoriclocations.com for more information. Uh, Mercedes, are you going to be able to come out to that, or have you decided? Um, I have to talk to Wanda, but I would really like to come. Okay. I'm um, planning on and, Okay. And February 13th, which is Friday the 13th, Annette and I will be doing readings at the Weathermark. Information also on the Unexplained World, the unexplainedworld.com website on that. Ladies, it was enjoyable. Scott, if you're still listening, thank you very much. You're great. And uh, listeners, remember you could just look up, do a search for the Mass of Tarot to find the website for Scott's book. Annette, I'll call you in a couple minutes. We have no music tonight because my screen, I got a big oops on the webpage. And, uh, <laughs> uh, ladies, thank you. Listeners, thank you. Ladies, you can say your goodbyes, and that'll be it. Blessed be. Thanks, everybody. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye.